because you know why? He's a Frankenstein's monster. Ugh, he's grotesque. Oh. <laughs> he's so grotesque. <laughs> this is part of the lore now, is that we have Frankenstein monsters fighting in the U.S. Army. Why well, is this always a challenge? It's always hunting season. It's always hunting season. Yes, dear? I really think you ought to take that little Googie back to his parents. He's a very bad boy. I agree with Marilyn. But gee, Mom, he's the first kid I ever had stay over. A boy like that will disturb our normal routine. (laughs) There's that spot begging for food again. I wish he'd stop that annoying scratching. You know, last week he ripped the back porch clean off. (laughs) Spot? Spot? Now, Spot, go away. Go away and stop scratching. Go away. Hello, and welcome to another amazing, groundbreaking, one of a kind, all in one adventure, whatever that means, of the Monster Hunters, the only show that dares to shun quality new streaming content that exists endlessly. We shun it, and we choose to watch a 60-ish-year-old sitcom about a Frankenstein monster and his grotesque family. My name is Derek, and I'm a monster hunter. And joining me at the Frankenstein-headed table, I I was going to try to come up with something clever, and I wish I would have thought of it beforehand, but I didn't. Uh, (laughs) Sitting at the Frankenstein-headed table... (laughs) As he and this is the monsters does. one take only, Derek. We only get I, one take. Hey, listen, motherfucker. <laughs> I do so much editing. <sighs> I just and... only get one take. <laughs> <laughs> sitting at the monsterhood and sit- and sitting there at the monsterhood table, smugly. Uh, a grin on his face from ear to ear is the uh, uh, the Prime Minister Pete Nice. I don't know why. Shun DMC. <laughs> Keith. <laughs> hey, hey, what's up, everybody? I am one of the only Shun DMC. Uh, my name's KG. I'm Monster Hunter. And I also called you Prime Minister Pete Nice for some reason. It threw me off there for a little bit. It threw me off, too. Don't yeah. know where it came from. Pop, pop, goes the weasel. All right. And across the table, uh, sitting there with a doubly smug grin on his face, because he knows he's all that and a bag of chips is <laughs> is, is uh, the Dr. Dre of Kansas, Terry. Hello. I hope you don't mind the extra crunching this week because I am all that and I have uh, bags yeah, of chips for hands. He has a bag of chips. Yes. I'm in my best uh, bag of chips cosplay today. Um, <laughs> oh, which 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 flavor chips are you? <laughs> it's it's nas- national uh Pickle chip lays day, so uh, oh, I'm, God. I'm dressed okay. up, you know, in the, the classic bag. I got a little bit of some green sprinklings on me to indicate pickles. So <laughs> I do like. Uh, well, we we've, we've talked about pickles in the past several times. <laughs> we do enjoy pickles. I yeah. like the spicy pickle chips, man. Those are Ooh, those are real good. Yeah, they are. That's that's for next year on National yeah, <laughs> Bag of Chip Day. He's all that and literally a bag of chips today. Mm-hmm. Well, gentlemen, here we are once again. Our schedules are all screwed up, so I have no idea what day of, of the month or year this is. 
I mean, I know what day we're recording, but I don't know what date this is being released. Mm-hmm. Uh, September something or other is my guess. Mm. Oh, yeah. Well, our show is timeless just as the most. It is that. It's evergreen. I, I thought that. I mm-hmm. tried to keep the the you know the topical references like today's national pickle chip day and everybody knows what day we recorded on terry <laughs> oh, oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> try to keep those to a minimum because oh, just be you know evergreen always fresh but how are you guys today i'm doing pretty well you know <laughs> i didn't mean to throw that curveball <laughs> so, yeah oof. dang asking the hard-hitting questions oh, man. i don't know um i'm doing great yeah like i said i'm just i'm a big chip fan been trying all sorts of chips and uh, yeah, that's about it. Really, just crunching on some some nice thin potatoes. I am feeling quite googie myself, but you know, <laughs> oh Keith, oh, I had boy. a fifty fifty that you were gonna make make a chips reference, the Eric Estrada and uh, the old no. TV show. Mm. It was fifty fifty. It was a toss up. Didn't happen. That's okay. It'd been a hell of a cross. That'd been a hell of a crossover though. They could have yeah. had a Munsters and Chips crossover at some point. Herman gets pulled over by the uh, California, by the California Highway, Highway Patrol. Yeah. Mm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Then that would be something. It would be something to see. That would have been, that would probably have been an episode of that animated show if they ever did that. Oh, God. Yeah. Probably. Probably. Yeah. <laughs> Imagine yes. that uh, peeping Tom ghost getting pulled over by the Eric Estrada. <laughs> Yeah, They're I'd love to see stuff. that actually. Yeah, that'd be good. When they finally yeah. make the mini monsters too, that'll be the <laughs> mini monsters too. Back for more. I don't even know what they would. <laughs> that's not a very good subtitle, but um, that's what I'd call it. It's good. I mean, it makes a lot of sense. So, <laughs> yeah, it really it it doesn't leave uh, much to the imagination. <laughs> Unlike today, season one, episode twenty five. Come back, little Googie. <laughs> yeah, that could mean anything. Uh, I don't know. No Googie clue is. what that meant going into it. But before we explore that ridiculous title and the ridiculous twenty-four minutes that followed I'll, the title, I'll be honest. I read the description on on the little DVD thing. Still not sure I knew what was what to expect uh, with the title and the description. Yeah, the description, the the one off of Amazon left me thinking it was gonna be one thing. Definitely got something else. Before we do that, it's time mm-hmm. to light a candle, <clears throat> gather our belongings, and head down the dark hallway. Watch out for rat turds, blowing fruit. Twizzlers, I think, was a thing. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. We got to watch out for all that stuff. Cobwebs through the creaky gate into the... I think of it... I know we called it a cathedral, but I feel like it's more of a giant ballroom full of ghosts dancing around. <laughs> much much oh. like... <laughs> The Haunted Mansion at Disney World. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's what I'm picturing. They just spin in circles. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, it changes for the occasion. Right now we have a big yeah, ghost ballroom dance event going on. So yes. They're all here tonight. Ghosts from yeah. all around the world. The the last the last ghost still dancing is, is going to get a prize. <laughs> yeah. yeah. There's also <laughs> a, a ghost hands on a hard body later on, too. One of these ghosts can win a car. All they have to do is just touch this car. They can never let go. Uh, so we got that going on too. All sorts of ghost events. That's why I did so much cleaning up a few episodes mm-hmm. ago with my vacuum cleaner, Luigi style. Anywho, we're through the ballroom slash cathedral slash ghost. I don't know. I'm assuming it's gonna be a ghost orgy, but hopefully that happens. <clears throat> uh, that, that, that's later. That's like that'll that's break out. <laughs> yeah. When you get this many horny ghosts in one room, no. uh, who knows what's gonna happen? <laughs> well, you know, most ghosts are very horny. So. <laughs> yes. Well, that's why they're still ghosts. They died with unfinished business. Oh, especially, especially cast <laughs> It's a very particular set of unfinished business. Yeah. Yes. Nobody tells you that. So yeah, yeah. be careful when you're about to go. Make sure you uh, yeah. 
<laughs> you let loose before you die. Empty it out before you die. Casper, um, the most horniest of ghosts. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's why he's so friendly. It's a, just a oh, big ruse. Mm. Um, mm-hmm. Anywho, <laughs> it's time to get that book down. <laughs> so, dust it off, open it up. Down on one knee, altar boy to pre-style for the almanac, monster hunter, tidbit, shit, sheet, factoid, psalm of the week. Okay, all right, let's open it up to uh, Banger, uh, book one, <laughs> chapter one. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Uh, that, that's all we got going the on here. The very beginning of Banger. Yeah, yeah. Part. Mm-hmm. And uh, folks, we're talking about Jack Marshall. Jack Wilton Marshall, he's the man uh, behind the classic uh, tale or classic song, I should say, oh. of the Munster's theme song. He is uh, he's the man who wrote who wrote it, um, along with a uh, tie into the nineteen sixty six film Munsters Go Home. Uh, did you guys know that uh, the banger itself was nominated for Grammy Award nineteen sixty five? Oh, no. did it win? It did not. Only oh, nominated. It was robbed. Well, who yeah. do you know who won? Um, so let's see. The other nominees were uh Harry Mancini for the Pink Panther theme. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, so first of all, it's best instrumental composition other than jazz. <laughs> what? <laughs> Fuck you, that's, jazz. That's that's an out. That's a I don't even know if that's still wow. a thing anymore. But the uh, nominees were Henry Mancini, the Pink Panther theme lyrics, uh, Russ Damon for Cotton Candy, Buddy Keelan and Billy Sherrill for Sugar Lips. Mm-hmm. Charles Strauss and Lee Adams for the theme from the from Golden Boy, and then Jack mm-hmm. Marshall for the theme from the Munsters. Uh, and if I remember right, um, the Pink Panther theme is one that won. All right, I can't feel be too mad then. No, no, Pink Panther. That, that's a classic theme. That's right a there. timeless song. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It might be just a little bit higher than the Munsters on the really? theme song. Yeah, mm-hmm. man, the, that that is iconic. I don't know if kids today would know it, but I mean, mm-hmm. man, that was a thing. It is good, yeah. You know, yeah, I'm not too mad about that either. That makes perfect sense to me. So that makes uh, the show itself. I mean, it was nominated for uh, an Emmy, and then uh, the theme song was nominated for a Grammy. So, I mean, this, uh, you know, 1964, this thing was hitting. Yeah, that was. yeah. It was number one single mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. summer. Yeah. The uh, number one single was the Munsters theme song. Yeah. <laughs> that would be People great. Bumping that in their, in their trunks. Yeah. Booming out the booming out the booming out their Jeeps. Yeah, they pull up, try and order some fast food, roll down the window, just playing that. Yeah. <laughs> that French horn or tuba at the end, just like it really is the subwoofers rock. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, so Jack Wilton, um, he's already dead, but. Uh, <laughs> wow. Now Can't I, kill him. Yeah. No, I think the interesting thing here, uh, <laughs> he was born. He was born in Kansas. <gasps> oh, Eldorado, nice. Eldorado to be specific. So I think there's, uh, you know. A little bit of a tie in here with our Dr. Dre Wait, of Kansas. What day did he die on? Oh, Terry's birthday, September twentieth, nineteen seventy-three. Oh, mm. he was oh. fifty. He was only fifty-one years old when he died. So really? now we have to find out who was born on that day and then died on Terry's birthday. Uh, yeah, yeah. Mm, his soul yeah. is transferred. Yeah, many it's, times. yeah. It, it, it's like a copy of a copy, though. It's like, <clears throat> <laughs> yeah, it just progressively gets a little weirder. And weirder each <laughs> yep. time. So who knows yeah. who his soul was that? <laughs> It, maybe it was like Beethoven and finally got to him. He made the Munsters theme so. and then like two progressions to you, Terry, and then you made the Munster Hunters the theme. Wow. theme. Yeah. I'll be honest, Derek, you just opened up a whole different can of worms about what happens with people dying in their souls. <laughs> <laughs> yep. 
It's like a clone of a clone. Yeah, it just yeah. gets worse. Yeah, uh, <laughs> well, that's fine. I'll yeah. take it. So he was born in Kansas. Um, at one time, he was one of Capitol Records' uh, top producers in the 50s and 60s. Um, doing a whole, whole bunch of stuff with jazz and rock, etc. He was literally like the Dr. Dre of the time. Yeah, he was. Um, <laughs> he is credited with the arrangement for uh, Peggy Lee's Fever. Fever, that song. Yep. Mm-hmm. Fever in the morning. Which they let us know uh, has uh, Joe Joe Mon oh, Joe Mondragon on bass, Shelly Main on drums, and Howard Roberts anytime. with iconic finger snaps. Hmm. <laughs> yeah. Nice. Uh, he he composed music for uh, a number of, of movies. Um, notably the Missouri Traveler in 1958, Thunder Road in 1958 as well, the giant Gila monster in 1959. Oh. Um, it's a low budget uh movie. Great. I'm guessing that they filmed a Gila monster and then used bl- like blue screen. They to, uh, did, yeah, they, it's, yeah. And then uh, Kona Coast in 1968, and then also another TV show, a western starring Henry Fonda called the deputy he was in charge of that uh, plus a couple other ones there he also had his own music that he did uh as a leader of a jazz band that he had um some of his albums included uh the martial swings okay uh sounds unheard of the son of surf this i'm sorry my son of the surf nuts <laughs> <laughs> yeah love it um, also, the the sounds unheard of was with Shelly Maine, and then he followed up in, four years later with sounds with Shelly Maine, uh-huh. and then uh, Thunder Road, the f- film music of Jack Sorry. Marshall, oh. uh, actually was released in 2017. Um, yeah, and then uh, his he has uh, three sons. One of them is producer director Frank Marshall. Uh, who uh, is the husband of Kathleen Kennedy? Whoa! And okay. he's one of the founders of Amblin Entertainment. Hmm. Oh, there you go. How about that? That's cool. Yeah. So Amblin Entertainment uh, built on the back of the Monsters theme song. Wow, that makes there you oh, go. That was a long winding road to get there, Keith, but worth <laughs> the travel. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, back up oh. the long winding staircase. And that's two in a row, Keith. That those have been quality almanac mm-hmm. uh, v- adventures. Well, this time thanks. we had all the ma- uh, the makeup, and then this time the music. Yeah, mm-hmm. then <laughs> I like how nostril makeup uh, took you down that rabbit hole last time. <laughs> all right. Man, good stuff. All right, now that we finished that. I've had the dumbwaiter fixed, and then plus it'll help us okay. avoid uh, get out of here before the horny ghost can yeah. on. You don't How- want to be in the same room as the <laughs> nope. horny ghost. <laughs> and I hate to come back uh, and what kind of mess we'll be after this. Oof. That's all right. Into the dumbwaiter, up the dumbwaiter, out the dumbwaiter, through the kitchen. Um, say hello to the staff. Hello, staff. Uh, out the, <laughs> out oh, yeah, the back. Just employees. Yep. Yep. Out the back door. Down the walk. How many steps I, I just, say it was? It's a lot. I don't know. It changes every time. I was just thinking the mess back in the thing was that's not ectoplasm. Yeah. <laughs> nope. <laughs> yeah. Oh, hopefully the staff yeah. doesn't get slimed, I guess. I don't know what else. Mm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm sure right. it'll be fine. Yeah. We, no one told them that this was going on tonight. but uh. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> No, we didn't explain to them what the uh, the release papers they had. <laughs> they had nope. <laughs> finished the release papers gotcha mm-hmm. they have to sign a release waiver to 
get I don't know. I'm not going to stop right there. Head Ooh. down the sidewalk to the creaky gate. Make sure we get the oil out of the bush that sits on their side. Yep. Nobody's replaced the gate yet. And Nobody's replaced that gate yet. So they never will. By. Um, so down uh, to the dock, onto the boat. Three miles out, Captain Terry, because we're going into the scuba down to the depths of hell for another scuba deep dive. <laughs> That's right. Um, this week's episode was directed by the one only Joseph Pevney. We've heard his name, it seems like, countless times, but I think it's only been five. Uh, <laughs> we covered a couple of episodes recently that he directed, uh, the Dance with Me Herman episode and uh-huh. the infamous Follow That Monster. He did that one as well oh. with the um, very, <laughs> uh, let's just say, didn't age very well with some of the jokes in that one. But no, um we got about six more of his episodes to go still, so we're slightly under half. Um, but not only was he a director, but he acted in six films as well. Oh. Uh, yeah. Though one was just a cameo of the first film that he directed, kind of Alfred Hitchcock style. I think he just like mm. walked past the camera at some point or something. But um, the first film he directed was called Shakedown, which uh, was about a news photographer that steps on people to get ahead. But he ends up getting involved with the wrong type of people. Mm. Dang, so I, <laughs> Dang I <do>. indeed. <laughs> that that happens to a lot of news photographers I know. Uh so yeah. Eddie Brock. Eddie Brock for one. Yeah, Peter Parker almost did the same, but mm-hmm. you know. Um I, I Googled this movie and I found some Facebook video uh from a page on it's called Noir Alley. Oh. Uh the host of the show is like really praising the film. He thinks it's like a forgotten gem. Yeah, I guess it's never gotten like a good Blu ray release or like even like a good just release in general. Um, uh, this, <laughs> the segment is called Noir or Not, um, and he does confirm at the end of the little segment that indeed it is a noir film, and he really likes it. Um, but yeah, it seems like Joseph Pevney, he was kind of a noir guy because most of the films that he acted in were actually like in that vein with like murder mysteries or crime-solving thriller type stuff. So I think, yeah, he was a, he liked noirs, or at least that's what he was typecast as. Uh, maybe he didn't like them at all. I don't know. But... <laughs> Anyways, um, so the this week we got a couple different credits for writing. We got the story credit by Leo Rifkin and the teleplay by Joe Connolly and Bob Mosher. Uh, Joe Connolly, so that means Bob Rifkin oh, just thought of the story. Yes, and Connolly and Mosher ran with it. Like I like this one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I think yeah, uh, he came up with the concept. I think Rifkin so. just said, "What about a monkey?" And they, ran, and they ran with it. Keith, spoilers, spoilers. <laughs> so uh, you know, Joe Connolly, Bob Mosher, blah, whatever. Who cares? We've t- talked about these guys countless times as well. Mm-hmm. But Leo Rifkin, ooh, that's fresh blood. So we got to take a look at this guy. No, we got to um, rip on Rifkin. Mm, oh yes, uh, he's got eighteen. That's credits. a new segment: the riff on Rifkin. <laughs> yes. We're gonna go one by one down his IMDb credits and uh, talk about him. <laughs> <laughs> Might be a nice change of pace. Uh, He's got 18 writing credits on IMDb from 1961 to 1999. He was pretty much exclusively a TV writer. Uh, he did a couple episodes of The Addams Family. Uh, he oh, did... cross-pollination yeah. there. Mm-hmm. That's mm. a traitor. Hmm. A traitor. Know. Yeah. <laughs> That's what we like to call him in the industry. That's right. Mm-hmm. Us Munster fans here. Yeah, we hate The Addams Family for some reason. Yeah, I don't um, get that, but whatever. Yeah. Anyways, we can get into that later. Yeah, that, <laughs> I'm sure that's we'll a Patreon get episode, something. I think. 
we'll, we'll really dive deep into that uh, that feud there. Um, yeah. but... I was fine until we started doing the show, and every episode I get more hatred for them now. Oh wow! Yeah. It's for the Adams family. It, it, yeah, it just festers every episode that we oh, uh, like no the uncle. But yeah, well, no pun intended. I thought about that afterwards. But anyway, uh, sorry. Continue. It just right. keeps uh, building up, though. Yeah. Besides the Adams family, he did some episodes of a show called The Flying Nun. Have you guys ever uh, heard of this? I know The Flying Nun. You know it? Okay. It's his, it's his aunt. Yeah. I, I, I should say I know of The Flying Nun, um, but I do know The Flying Nun. So I didn't know what to expect with this. I was like, okay, she likes some sort of like circus performer as well, you know, doing like gymnastics or something. But no, she literally flies around like Superman. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not really sure how she got the power Ooh. of flight. I, I think it might, it might be from her hat because it kind of looks like a plane or something. Mm-hmm. Um, yep. So I don't know. Uh, maybe that just helps her steer. I have no idea. It just, <laughs> it's just like a hang glider. Yeah, exactly. Um it just goes to show you though that uh, you can make a show about anything. Yes. Some guy just went to the boardroom and was like, "Guys, I got it." You yep. know, nuns. What if she could fly this time? And like, hmm, okay, yeah, that's pretty. And that's a hundred percent what it is. It's like an era of like ten or fifteen people come up with all the ideas, and that's it. And they're all dudes. They don't get anything. What about yeah. a nun that flies? Nuns are funny, <laughs> right? Yeah. Or or, or, like, or oh, better yet, he's like he's like you know what? Me and my family went to church this weekend. And this nun was walking by and her habit flew off her head and it, and it coasted along. And, and then they just started riffing about how how funny it would be if like an actual it, like if she just started flying away. Yep. And then they and, they and somebody was like, let's get that to the network. Yep. Let's go. Gold. Yeah. Like five seasons of flying nun. There's a lot of episodes. Yeah, it's yeah. It, this probably came after my mother, the car. Then they came up with the flying nun. Um, you know, that's just a lot of weird stuff that happens. I mean, there's still weird stuff that happens, I guess, but but uh, speaking of shows that, you know, they can make a show about anything, he wrote an episode of The Paul Lynch Show. Oh! Oh my goodness. Oh my god. Yeah, so... <laughs> ooh, ooh dueling du- 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 Paul Lynch. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Anything better than The Paul Lynch Show is, yeah, The Paul Lynch episode where he has his twin brother show up. That's... <laughs> <laughs> um... It's about Paul Lind is a lawyer. I feel like we probably talked about the show at some point. Surely we have. Um, oh, uh, oh, yeah. Didn't only have like one episode? It had actually like 15 or 16 episodes. Oh, that's a lot more yeah. than I thought. Yeah, it ran for at least a season. Um, but Paul Lind, he's a lawyer. Uh, you know, it gets a little wacky when his daughter, his husband, moves in with the family. Oh, it has 26 episodes. Yeah, I wrote that. Oh, time. my God, that's a ton. I bet it would have lasted longer if he'd been like a doctor or something instead, <laughs> reprising his role. <laughs> yep. A spin-off. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, so we got a guest star for this episode, uh, Billy Mummy. Yeah, mm, it might be Mummy. I mean, that's how I'm going to pronounce it, just in you know monster style. It might be Mummy. We talked but, about this kid in the past. We did. I don't think so. Did we? Yes, we uh, have. Yes, Keith uh, brought him up. Yeah, Keith for uh, for two reasons. Uh, one, he's uh, he was. Uh, offered the role of Eddie Monster. Oh, yes. you know what? But he did right. C Lab instead. Uh, he did um, Lost in Space. Yes, Lost yes. in Space. Will Robinson, Danger mm-hmm. Will Robinson. Yes, that's right. Wow, I totally forgot about that. Nice it's callback. Easy to forget. Um, oh no, I re- I remember him all the time. I used to watch Lost in Space all the time as a kid. Mm, and okay. then and then he has a musical number that I like. In Lost oh, in is? Space? No, later in life oh. he made. He's part of a a group that made a song that. I find entertaining. So. Mm, well, we might get into that. Oh, that's right. We talked about that, right? The mm-hmm. greasy, grammy gopher guts or whatever, right? Mm, close. <laughs> Something like that. 
Ooh, um, worms. I can't remember what. Okay. Yeah, I'm sorry, Terry. I don't mean to derail the skooma. No, you're, you're, it's like foreshadowing because I was like, you know what? You're right. We talked about all this. And I'm about to talk about it again. Let's well. do it. It's <laughs> so, been like 25 weeks. I can't remember this shit. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we got. Oh my Bill god! Lummy. It's been 25 weeks. It's been for so long. <laughs> yeah, I think I think the only time I ever mentioned this was the very first the, the very oh, first it, episode. That's right. Yep. When we're talking about Eddie. Yeah. Uh, so he's got 95 acting credits on IMDb from 1957 to 2024. So he's still got some stuff to come he's out. He's still going. Soon. Yeah. The mummy uh, man. Mummy man himself. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He might, yeah. Why, he should have brought him back for the new Rob Zombie movie. Um, oh yeah. His biggest role, you know, was probably the Will Robinson thing in Lost in Space. Mm-hmm. But he did quite a bit of TV from the sixties and seventies. And he kind of transitioned to mostly like voice work and animation, uh, he was like in the Animaniacs, he was in the Batman Animated Series, uh, Ren and Stimpy, Buzz Lightyear, Star Command, Ben 10. He was in a bunch of stuff. Uh, he was a lot also, of good stuff. Yeah, he he's, must be a pretty talented voice actor. Uh, he's also well-known as a musician. Uh, he was in one of the founders of Barnes & Barnes, which that's the group we talk, talked about before, I believe, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's been. I wrote on my notes. Who sounds familiar? Hmm, I wonder why. <laughs> <laughs> Though I don't think I've actually ever looked up anything by them before. They're like a quirky rock duo type thing. Uh, he has nine albums with them. Uh, uh, there's only one song that anybody knows by them, though. Uh, oh, I bet you it's not nobody. I mean, besides him, 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 and the other Barnes. <laughs> I mean, you make that many albums, you have to have some fans somewhere. That's right? true. Yeah. Yeah, it's true. True. Hey, that, that one song can't have wrote them that far, right? I don't know. What's the song again? Fish Heads. Oh, oh that's yeah. the song I'm about to talk about. Yeah. Well, geez, it's all so much foreshadowed. This is like primetime writing right here. This is great. Um, I'll be should... honest. I, I loved the song so much as a kid. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'll tell you my impression after I uh, we get a little bit further here. Um, <laughs> <laughs> along with uh, three solo albums he did by himself. Uh, I think they're like more acoustic stuff. I listened to a couple songs and I was kind of surprised me compared to Barnes and Barnes, of course. Uh, Barnes and Barnes is weird. Uh, they kind of reminded me of like that weird song that Keith showed us by Butch Patrick. <laughs> yeah. Um, oh, not the whatever happens to Eddie one, but like the one other one that he did, like yeah. the Little Monsters or whatever it was called. Mm-hmm. Um, it's kind of like that weird synthy bouncy <laughs> thing. Um, yeah, it like had the weird like calypso sound to it almost yeah um island that, rhythms. That, that, that if you turned up the bass it really carried the track oh, yeah, it the did, bass carry it. yeah uh and well i guess they're not, i can't describe all that because i was clicking through some of their songs some of them are like acoustic folky vibes so i don't know they're just kind of an eclectic group uh but the song that apparently got them recognized originally was a song called fish heads so i'm not sure why it got them so famous but that, i mean famous might be a strong word but uh given dr demento maybe uh, yeah, I think so. Terry, do you know who Dr. Demento is? I do not know that. You don't know who Dr. Demento is? Oh my I don't. God. So, on Sundays, for like 30 years, on the radio, there was Dr. Demento. He would come on from like 6 to 9 and would play weird songs. Oh. Uh, he's the one that gave Weird Al Yankovic the name Weird Al. Really? Wow, I yeah. didn't know that. That's cool. And he'd always do stuff. He'd play roly-poly fish heads. And if it was a yep. weird song uh, or quirky or strange, Dr. Demento played it. And he That's had like cool. a horn and he was quirky and goofy. <laughs> he probably That's... played He probably played the Eddie Munster song as well. Oh, God, yeah. Oh, probably. I bet he didn't. Yeah. It fit right in with this one. Um, 
the first two minutes, I saw I watched the music video similar to this. I kind of skipped around a little bit. Uh, the first two minutes of the music video are like ambient noises. A man's walking around. It's all black and white. He orders a fish head, I guess, from a market, and he sits down to eat it. Some other guy like happens to notice this person, gives him a weird look as he realizes that he's unwrapped a fish head to eat. And then the song finally kicks in. Uh, I did not really like the song. I thought it was kind of annoying. It was weird. Um, I just kind of skimmed through it because I didn't want to get stuck in my head like the uh, Whatever Happened to Eddie song. I thought it might happen. Uh, although I was humming this song as I finished listening to it. It's like a folk lullaby. I don't really know what it is. Um, but the comment section really liked it. They were loving it. Um, they fondly remember the song. So I could just be missing. I, I, I just wasn't part of that zeitgeist, I guess. It was generation. Yeah, the zeitgeist. You yeah. missed that. That's for sure. Mm-hmm. I just, yeah, I missed it. So, um, I did also notice one other thing I wanted to mention on his IMDb was he was in a short film called The Bolt Who Screwed Christmas. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> <laughs> There's a trailer. It's the first thing that puffs up on his IMDb. You know, like how IMDb shows videos, like when you click mm-hmm. on an actor or something. It's like the first thing that pops up. It's just like these weird cartoon eyes. I was like, what is this? So I clicked on it. It's like a Grinch satire or something, but it's with like screw people instead of the Grinch. Um, the Bolt is uh, the guy on the outside who hates Christmas, but the screw people all love Christmas. Um, what's really weird about this, though, is that it's like a, it's kind of touted as like a reunion of like some of the original cast of Lost in Space. Like all of the main voice mm. actors are from Lost in Space, the original. Weird. Um, but it seems like a weird vehicle to uh, have their reunion, <laughs> their grand return, this short film. Um, Agreed. Yeah. Good for them. Yeah. So there you go. That's all I got for for old Billy Mummy. guys coming up or what oh What's sorry doing? yeah i forgot oh. uh slowly you know i was going oh, so slow sorry my, I, my I was i was just the fish heads on my headphone sorry my bad my, my my yeah i was so like going so slow that yeah my my brain well, i'm in here consoling the staff and whenever you guys want to show they're very <laughs> oh, disturbed by what's going on in the <laughs> cathedral slash ghost ballroom mm, yeah we're gonna need to install some soundproofing walls i think <laughs> <laughs> yeah and they're ghosts so they can just go through the walls they told them the just to send it down stuff on the dumb waiter they never had to actually go down yeah there. <laughs> well somebody's got to yeah. unload the dumb waiter down there yeah the ghosts ain't gonna do it they're busy yeah too busy way too busy mm-hmm. all right well, man, that was a that was a deep dive, and also a deep dive into our own pasts. That's right. <laughs> mm-hmm. Roughly half a year ago, we discussed this. The, the deepest oh. of dives, right there. Yes, yep. we well, finally started running a half a year ago. That sounds even worse, Derek. <laughs> yeah, I know. That's what I'm saying. When I realized it was 25 <laughs> episodes, oh. this is episode 25, season one, episode 25. Plus, we've had a few breaks in there. Well, not breaks, but we took a week off for Memorial Day, yeah. and then I think. Uh, we had the two uh, Patreon sneak peeks, and then yeah. uh, like four weeks ago, this went that we missed an episode because my work was insane, uh, and may or may not still be insane at the time of this recording. Uh, yeah, so <laughs> a little bit over half a year ago, we talked yeah, about sure. this stuff. <laughs> oh, it all oh goes back; boy. it all traces back cleanly. Yeah. So. Oh my gosh! And it's still going. Yeah, look at us. Yeah, I mean. When we started, people were like, "Oh, you can't do it." No, we'll yeah, make it to season. Mm. Yeah, so many haters, so many haters, so many haters. We're out the gate, just Constantly throwing in, shade. Inboxes messages saying, "Yeah, like you, you're, this, you can't keep this up. What are you hunting <laughs> monsters for, anyways? It doesn't make sense. Give up now." Mm-hmm, and then, yeah. then it was like signed, H M. 
um, you'll never get us signed uh, <laughs> the count. I'm like, who's the count? That's Here's weird. Count. Yes. Why does one say signed KG? I don't get this one. <laughs> yes. mm. Please release me from yes. this agony. Signed your your co-host Keith. Um, <laughs> but here we are. Never thought we'd make it to season one, episode twenty-five. Come back, little Googie. Uh, I mm, now what a great title. Mm. Here's the thing. At first, I'm like, oh my gosh, is this a slur? <laughs> yeah, that's what I thought too. At first. <laughs> that was my first concern, and it was still in the title. What's a valid concern? At this it's point, not. It's, well, yes, yeah, way things have been going. <laughs> um, this episode debuted March 10th, 1965. Man, is that 30 years? And one day, 30 years and 364 days from the death of Notorious B.I.G. Boy. (laughs) (laughs) Are you saying that he was reincarnated as the... Possibly. (laughs) Who knows? He's Fred Mm -hmm. Gwynn. Anyway, here's what it says about it on Amazon. Grandpa's faulty magic gets him in trouble when he tries to turn Eddie's friend into a rabbit. This gets a... Hefty 7.2 on IMDb. Mm-hmm. And boy, I wish we could just skip right to the end. <laughs> but we can't. Nope. We can't do that. Because we're fa- nature. we got to fade in. We're fading in to Marilyn playing the organ and filling the room with shit. And <laughs> Lily comes in telling her to stop. And she's brooming off Herman because they're having company for dinner. I, I love the look he gives her too. Like, what, what are you what? doing? He yeah, kind of doing? stares at her for a minute. Like, what the <laughs> fuck is going on here? So, there's so many things with Lily and housekeeping that confuse me. Like, I can't tell what's proper, right? Because all past things would make me believe that Marilyn's doing good. Yes. By filling the room with shit. That's what I thought. Yeah. But, but no. she wants to make a good impression on a guest. So, she's brooming people off. Yeah, it's weird. It's like suddenly she has some sort of like self, like, yeah, realizing, oh, this isn't how normal people are. Like, well, for no. for once in her life, she realizes that the, the outside world doesn't act the way they do. Doesn't or like something. dirt. Yeah. But only yeah. only Herman also is, she's, and I think she makes a comment about making sure he looks good for, yeah. for the guests coming over. And I'm like, you know, it, you know, when was it Elmer? Was that the other kid came over? Yeah. Like, you know, Elmer was super impressed with him and all his, like, you know, he got a wrestling gig out of that, and also I don't think Herman well, ever really has Elmer to worry was about the things. robot um, kid. Oh, what the is other one was Wilbur? The, I, can't, I can't remember what his name was. Something like that. Roomba. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but even but even but even that kid seemed to be perfectly fine, except yeah. that Herman mistook him for a toy uh, Frankenstein windup thing. So I don't think Herman's a problem when people come over. No, not at not all for children. Yeah. Yeah. But that's I thought why she was I... just mad about Marilyn's playing, like because she was playing like something really nice, like it was like some yeah. sort of like church sounding thing. And then I thought Lily was like, "Stop playing that! I hate that song." Yeah. or something. It did sound hymnal. Mm-hmm. Uh, Lily puts an end to that. She does brooms off Herman like a literal broom, um, and she's doing that because there's we're having company for dinner. Yep. Herman's excited. Some new faces. Grandpa, they t- she tells Grandpa, "Be on your best behavior if you want the ketchup." Asked nicely instead of saying, shoot me the plasma. <laughs> what kind of phrase is that? Very strange I phrase. I don't know, but it's the only thing I'm going to use now when I want the ketchup passed at my house. Shoot me the plasma. <laughs> like, like I don't even yeah. know what. 
and even if somebody was like well versed in like physiology, I don't mm-hmm. think plasma's red. I think plasma has like a yellowish color to it. Oh, maybe, yeah. You know, I yep. think this is just, this is just Grandpa trying to be cool and hip with the yeah. yeah. But it's also in black and white, so we'd have no idea. Yeah, that's true. Maybe they have yellow ketchup. Yeah. Mm. Well, who's this guest? Who could possibly make Lily forget that she likes things dirty? Uh, well, it's Eddie's little friend from school, and he's coming over for the weekend, and his damn name is Googie. <laughs> his name is Googie. <laughs> well, who names their kid Googie? That's no a horrible one. name. No one names. Even as a nickname, it sounds derogatory. Yes, yes. That kid's. It's like that kid's. It's like feels like he's being insulted every time he's called. Googie. Yes. But who could possibly come in over? And then in walks Eddie with his friend Googie, <laughs> and Eddie introduces Googie to the fam. This is my mom. First Lily was a nice hello, ma'am. Then Marilyn, and then he makes some remark like "hubba hubba" or something like that. Yeah, right? uh, pretty much. Yeah, yeah. And then Grandpa, when he's <laughs> Grandpa standing there with smoking a cigar, <laughs> I'd never seen a penguin smoking a cigar before. <laughs> so the penguin joke comes back. Nice. I dug like that. that. I dug yep. it. Yep. I knew you would, Keith. You'd like that joke. I thought it was I a do. good joke, too. But as soon as it happened, I'm like, oh, that's Keith's right there. Uh, so Herman and Googie go to shake hands for whatever reason. Herman's like, put her there, son. And Googie has a joy buzzer in his hand, which is like the classic joke of the 60s, I think. Yeah. They must have been new. When I was a kid, I used to think that like we're full of electricity and they would like jolt you. But really, mm-hmm. it just vibrated. Oh, um, really? Yeah. <laughs> Terry's so disappointed. <laughs> well, yes. no, I had a. I remember in middle school, somebody like uh, had like one of those, but like it was like a camera, a fake camera. Mm-hmm. So like you'd ask somebody to take a picture, and then you like so the person like put it up to their face and take it, and it would like zap you. And then someone oh. tricked me with that. It actually did like shock me, and I was like, oh. <laughs> so I just <laughs> figured, wires. Yeah. Weird. Uh, so Herman gets joy buzzed. Marilyn oh. doesn't like him playing, and so and then and then Eddie and Eddie and Googie leave. Did, did you guys Maryland. see uh, that hand when when he goes to handshake with Herman? That's not a kid's hand. That was like an old man's hand, right? <laughs> <laughs> but that's awesome. It was like you know you can tell when like someone like his their hands are usually like they age, you know, and you can really tell like that's how yes. you know. And it's like wow, that's not a child's hand. That looks like a rugged like that guy's been working <laughs> guy, with his hands. Guy works in the mines. Yes, that's what um, it like I bet you. They didn't have that scene, like the little, like showing that there's a joy buzzer, mm-hmm. and nobody could understand what was going on. Oh yeah, you're probably so right. Like, oh, yeah. he's got a joy buzzer. We need to throw something <laughs> in there. Hey Gus, come here. What you need? <laughs> Put this joy buzzer on. I'm too busy you know, chopping down trees with my bare hands. <laughs> like he's just punching trees yes. down into the ground. <laughs> Just put it on this joy buzzer real fast. We need a quick picture. Yeah, okay. his like hand, his like bones are creaking as he like moves <laughs> like, the screen. gnarled fingers and <laughs> calluses all over and scabs mm-hmm. and scars. Uh, so Googie and Eddie they take off. Marilyn first one. I don't like that kid at all. <laughs> it's like yeah. she's. I don't like. I don't like him playing yeah. with Eddie. She's Fair thrown enough. off by the fact that somebody actually in the house was like, "Whoa, look at you!" Instead of yeah. like constantly like. Uh, questioning her looks yeah lily blames the way he was brought up and grandpa says i've seen better things brought up out of the swamp (laughs) (laughs) but herman vows to make it a nice weekend for googie and the bird says not me charlie 
I'm out of here. I'm cutting out of here. Very Bugs Bunny sounding again. Mel Blanc. And and, and I I had to rewind it because I I guess he flew out the window, but it almost looked like he just disappeared into the wall. Um, well, he, yeah, well that's true. <laughs> he did fly out, flew around, and then flew out the window. Bird flies out of there. Fade and to also banger. I, a very weird like thing. Like the bird never does anything more than stick his head out the thing and say. Some, you know, either Nevermore or some kind of smarty pants comment. Mm-hmm. Also, it just decides to fly out and leave because it doesn't like Googie either. I mean, I it's an odd, odd not. thing. I don't know. That's an option for him. Just get out and leave. Yeah. yeah. Well, you know, the bird felt like his his thing was getting horned in on because the bird's usually the smart elk. That's true. And now we have Googie, mm-hmm. the smart elk of all smart elks. There can't be two. That's true. Yeah. They yeah. would just kill each other until there's one left. And, and <laughs> yep. And after after he flies out and leaves, like Grandpa's got it, like the look on Grandpa's face as he watch as he's like watches it leave is like 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 they weren't expecting it or something. <laughs> like, <laughs> huh? Oh, they probably yeah, they brought in a real bird too. this time. Mm-hmm. Stuffed raven. <laughs> and that bird flies out, and we fade to the banger. Yeah. And we fade back in from the banger to the titles, obviously. And then we fade to Lily and Herman getting dinner ready. Herman, would you please blow out the candles? Herman blows out the candles. They wilt. Yeah. (laughs) Interesting choice. They deflate or something. Yeah, I thought the candles would like blow off the table, you know? Yeah. But no, they like they get warped into a different yeah sort of. That's weird. That mean that means like Herman's got bad breath. That's what it make me think. Yeah, (laughs) he probably might. Yeah. Also, he is dead. I. I get the whole like let's do the opposite thing, you know, the, mm-hmm. the bizarro aspect type thing of that they got going on. But blowing out the candles to be ready for di- like it's yeah, such a I weird, know. a weird thing. Why were they even lit to begin with? If they don't need the candlelight, <laughs> right? Yeah, <laughs> the, me, room the, was, can- the room was very bright in the first place. Yes. But like I don't know, candlelight to me is kind of spooky in its own way. Mm-hmm. So whatever, candles wilt. Grandpa called the boys, and then. I knew I knew Keith was excited for this scene because it was mm. the return of an oversized prop. <laughs> Grandpa's at the bottom of the steps with that giant mouse trap from <laughs> ten episodes ago, maybe fifteen, calling for Googie. Oh, Googie, come here, good boy. <laughs> He's not even trying to hide it. It's just no. a giant mouse trap, <laughs> and he expects this kid to be so dumb to just step right into it. Mm-hmm. This was amazing. I love this imagery. He's he's so like sincerely genuine about yeah. Goopy, yeah. come on down. Come on, yeah. come mm-hmm. on, little boy, good boy. Yeah. And those so guys nice. in the props department, they won another round of the uh, <laughs> yep. competition. Oh, that that was probably the 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 second. Okay, so you guys won the best, you know, the best prop. Now the competition is who can get their prop used twice. Oh yeah. And here it is, the first time we've seen a return of an oversized prop, Lily. Not happy, makes Grandpa put away. Grandpa's like, I don't get to have any fun, blah, blah, blah. Now, Marilyn is bringing in some sort of roasted four-legged beast to the table. <laughs> yeah, people Which, laugh. It's a very weird thing. I was like, well, here's the first thing. I'm like, is that a four-legged chicken? I'm like, yeah. no. And then I'm like, is it supposed to be like a dog or something? I couldn't <laughs> tell what their intentions were with it. Yeah, well, I thought it was like a chicken, yeah, or like a turkey, you know, but it was... Vulture, maybe? It's got oh, four know. legs, though. Yeah, and yeah, no I couldn't way. understand what it was. And it was weird also that she didn't explain what it was. Because oh, normally God. they do say what they're eating. Herman was just like, oh, it looks great. <laughs> yeah, he's excited <laughs> about this. Oh, man. And, and it's not like 
they normally eat weird shit. They had Thanksgiving dinner, right? Yeah. And, like all the normal Thanksgiving dinner. It's like they had some weird like Transylvanian turkey. Yeah. Uh, well, maybe it's because Marilyn made it this time. She yeah. Yeah. Weird. She's terrible in the kitchen. <laughs> uh, Marilyn brings in some sort of four, roasted four-legged beast. Herman's excited. Lily is so jazzed. She is so excited that Googie is here. <laughs> Everyone make a special effort to be kind to Eddie's friend. And Marilyn's like, oh, but he's so fresh. Yeah, he did come on a little strong. Herman comes in with what's supposed to be like some sort of like thoughtful wisdom. He's like, it's like being kind is like putting money in a bank. Put kindness in, get kindness back with interest. Uh, yeah. Okay. I mean, I just like, I don't know. That Nice try, Herman. I don't know if yeah. that's... We'll see how that plays out. <laughs> he doesn't get something every episode, but it does seem like they try to like have Herman give like that the the more you know type like mm-hmm. just a piece of yeah. sage wisdom. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he time. seems to be the one to come up with it all the time, and uh, I didn't think it was horrible though. Yeah, that's yeah, a good message, but yeah, I guess. Uh, so then Eddie and Googie come in. Googie, I'm gonna be kind. He's so he comes off as as a sarcastic plate. He pulls out the chair for Lily, and, and Lily sits down, and he puts oh, so and does it for Marilyn. And then Herman's still standing there, like, <clears throat> like pull out my chair. <laughs> so Googie runs over, pulls out the chair, and mm-hmm. then pulls it away. And no one says, don't, Herman, no, because clearly it was much too fast for anyone to react. And oh, Herman yeah. falls to the ground. Googie laughs. And Grandpa <laughs> finishes up with, Mr. Banker, your investment investment just hit rock bottom. It's a good follow-up line. Yes, and then yeah. that could have been credits, but instead we fade to Herman, Lily, Marilyn, and Eddie are at the breakfast table because you cannot have an episode of the Monsters where they're not having <laughs> breakfast. <laughs> Marilyn thinks Herman should take that Googie back to his parents. He's a very bad boy, and this is this is uh, this is what we had where we came in at right. Lily yeah. agrees. Eddie's upset, and Lee says he'll upset a routine, just like we saw. And then we get that weird here's spot <laughs> yes. at the door, mm-hmm. and which I thought was going to be related to Googie and somehow, like he's out there tormenting spot. Right. I mean, it would no. make sense, yeah. It's a spot at the back door watching food. Yeah, so, it's a cool fire effect, but yeah, kind of yeah. pointless. <laughs> the, the fire razzes, razzles, phases Herman. He's like, oh, he comes back and where was I? Oh yeah, Googie. Like, <laughs> like that that little detour, like really, that little waste of forty seconds, um, really put Herman uh, like out of his like mindset. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. he's like, well, what what does he say? He says something like, "That's it, you know, we're gonna we're gonna do it." And Marilyn says something again, and Herman gets upset. He gets real mad about this. He gets, yeah. he gets really upset and he yells. Oh, he goes off about being head of the household mm-hmm. again. He's all like, yeah. I'm the head of the household, so my decision's final. And he starts slamming yep. on things. He yeah. says he says something about, you know, whatever he says is like going to like, you know, stay put or something. Mm-hmm. Like, and, and then he immediately hits the table and it all falls apart. Yep. Here it is. If I said he stays, he stays. When I make a decision, it stands up and then he slams his fist on the table. There you go. And the table collapses now the table is not the same table it was before <laughs> no. this table is made of loose boards that just mm-hmm. all collapse 
but Mar- Marilyn is what really got him upset because Marilyn's like, we need to get this kid out of here. And Herman's like, it's embarrassing. He, they, they sent this kid here. We can't send him back yet. I also felt bad for Eddie that they're like just bashing his, yeah, friend, his friend right in front right of him. Front yeah. Of him yeah. And, and it, I'm, I was going to put this out later, but isn't it weird that Googie's just not here? Like, wh- why is Eddie not hanging out with Googie? Like, yeah. Well, Googie's in the basement with Grandpa because he wanted to see the lab, and Eddie right. didn't go with him for whatever. But Eddie should have went with him, right? Yes. Like... <laughs> so, it's very weird. It is weird. Herman got mad, smashed the table, then spots at the door again, growling. Uh, so Herman gives him, gives him some scraps on the table. So Herman literally picks up the scraps that are that were the table, mm-hmm. take them out, yeah. throw them out the back door. Then you hear some weird chewing, and Grant and Herman says, "I love to see an animal eat." Weird, <laughs> but okay. Very strange. Uh, I guess Spot eats planks, and now yes, he eats wood. Yeah. That's also, strange. he threw it out there very fast and closed the door. He didn't sit there and watch him eat. Nope. <laughs> Heard him chew it. He just said, "I'd love to hear an animal eat." Yeah. Mm-hmm. So now we cut to in the lab. Googie is very thankful for the tour. Oh. He's like, "Oh, thank you, sir, for this tour." Blah blah blah. Grandpa's showing around. Here's my instant disguises. It's like a bunch of jars or whatever. Oh, that's very nice, sir. Which one are you wearing now? So every <laughs> every time something happens, Grandpa gets a little agitated. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Googie's really roasting Grandpa. Yep. he's really roasting him. Now. Here's my favorite part of the entire episode coming up. What's in that chest over there? <laughs> Googie runs over, opens the chest. Oh, Grandpa says it's just his old army footlocker. So Grandpa was in the army at a time when they would have had footlockers. So at the same time, Herman was in the army. So they would have been army pals, I think. Yeah, sounds, sounds, that's some more lore. I'm into this. Yeah, Dracula yeah. fighting in the army. That's great. <laughs> but he opens it up and inside the lid are a bunch of monster pictures. There's yeah, <laughs> all classics. Like, yeah, like straight from the there's movies. The Wolfman, yeah. there's the Family Opera, there's yeah. all sorts of things. There's the there. Gillman, Dr. Jekyll, I think I saw him. Yeah. All sorts of cool stuff in there. And yeah. he's like, what's that? And Grandpa says, all us doughboys had our pinup pictures. <laughs> so those were his right. army buddies? Is that what yeah. he's saying? Well, no, those are his pinups. He didn't have yeah. pinup girl pictures. He had monster oh, pictures. Oh, wow. Like inside Grandpa. the footlocker, you'd have like mm. the, you know, the classic pinup of the, okay. the three quarter from behind, you know, shot, uh, sure. you know, hair and arms and stuff. Grand- <laughs> As I describe a, a woman, there's like yeah. hair and arms. <laughs> oh, yeah. Pretty yeah, sure I they can, have legs. I can vision it now. And mm. no time to look it up. Uh, <laughs> And then the Southern Grandpa continues a tour. Here's my chemicals. Like, why does he have to jump the chemicals? Here's a bunch of chemicals. And mm-hmm. Googie's so impressed. I bet you can make instant coffee and everything, which upsets Grandpa. And then he goes to touch a, a, a flask. And uh, Grandpa says, no, no, that's nitroglycerin. Enough in there to blow up the whole neighborhood. Okay. That's concerning that he has that. Yes. Mm-hmm. Agreed. I'm like, Here's one of those things. They're going to do this, and it's going to mean nothing. <laughs> it's going to mean nothing. It doesn't matter. Uh, so then Googie wonders, uh, Googie shows, look at the cauldron. Grandpa shows him the cauldron. He's working on an old potion that turns a frog into a prince. I'm like, this is going to mean something. Uh, <laughs> Grandpa shows Googie the cauldron, blah, blah, blah. Googie wonders if he could be turned. If Can I be turned into something? Grandpa says, oh, I could turn you into any beast he could imagine. Horse. Crocodile. 
a unicorn, a rock and roll singer, a jackass, <laughs> my favorite jackass. one. Yes. <laughs> and Googie says, I bet you couldn't even change me into a rabbit. Well, Grandpa's like, well, that's my easiest trick. I can do that. I turn out, you should see me at Easter. I turn out rabbits faster than rabbits do. <laughs> Gross. That's, yeah. Fast mm. as those ghosts are making them. That's for sure. Yeah. Well, I mean, when you say something like that, well, for me at least, like the first thing, I, the first image that pops in my head is rabbit sex. I'm like, I don't need rabbits. I don't need that in my head. Yeah. Thanks for that, Grandpa. Yeah. Mm. I just, I always assume prior to that, the rabbits split like, you know, single oh, like cell a, organisms. Like cellular amoebas. organisms. Yep. So, <laughs> Eddie yells down for Googie. Is Googie down there? Then Grandpa's distracted. So, what does Googie do? He dumps the nitroglycerin into the cauldron, which made the canned audience go, ooh, like they were worried. <laughs> it's going to kill Grandpa. Yeah. Yeah. Googie's like, well, I'm out of here. Peace, old man. Thanks for mm-hmm. showing me all this stuff. It's a very informative tour. <laughs> like, he's very polite. You know, yeah. thank you for taking the time forever. And Grandpa says, well, maybe he isn't so bad after all. Yep. Cut two. Googie and Yeti are going outside to play. And Googie's like, oh, your crazy old grandpa's going to turn me into a rabbit after lunch or some shit. <laughs> and he's like, oh, yeah, he's doing that all the time. And then Googie's like, well, let's play a trick on him. Let's me and you would go downtown. Like, downtown? What? Yeah, wait, what? What are you guys Eddie's, up to? Hmm. But then Eddie's like, well, that's not cool. We can't play tricks on my grandpa. He's, you know. And then he's Googie old. says, he's, confused. Yeah. he's an adult and work kids. <laughs> it's our duty. He doesn't say this, but this one I wrote down. It's our duty to fuck up their shit. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Pretty much. Pretty much. Yeah. You paraphrase perfectly. Yes. There. Was, yes. My my mouth was agape. I was like, "What? <laughs> this guy's like a psychopath." <laughs> yeah. And Eddie's like, "No, thank you." And the Googie's like, "Peace. See you after lunch." And then he goes out the front door, like, "Okay." Yeah. Nobody's watching this kid at all. He just left to go downtown. Yeah. Whatever that means. Yeah. yeah. And Eddie's not. Eddie's not going to try to stop him. And he's not going to tell anybody. He's just like Googie's out. Yeah. So now. We get Grandpa stirring the cauldron. Ugh, bubble, bubble, toil and trouble. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but Grandpa's look on his face was was one of maniacal glee. He just was like really happy while he stirred that cauldron. Yeah, it's his happy place. Yeah, and then Lily, we cut back to Lily talking to Eddie. Have you seen Grandpa? And then there's an explosion, and I loved this thing because it looks so cool because the trap door flies open now the basement flies grandpa straight Mm -hmm. up it was clearly a dummy but i loved Mm -hmm. it it was like on a like a wire went straight up out the door and then grandpa's in the rafters covered in dust and soot and smoke what happened to you never mind what happened to me wait till you see what happens to googie (laughs) googie screwed at this point grandpa is very pissed this is i don't know if this is done intentionally or are they just different editors? But all this time up there, we had cuts and fades. Now we get this weird swirl cut transition. Oh, that was weird. Yeah. And I'm like, what is this swirl? So I had to go back to I had to go back to the beginning and write them all down. Cut, fade, cut, fade. Now we got swirl cut transition. It looks like <laughs> um, one of those like mints, the red white mints, right? Just like mm-hmm. swirls and mm-hmm, like mm-hmm. turns and that. And then we have this scene. There's a backyard magic performance. I don't understand what the hell's going on here. There's a curtain hanging up. Herman's in a chair. Eddie's in a chair. Googie's there. Grandpa's like on stage. 
uh, he's like, this this whole concept of what is about to happen is very confusing to me based on the previous, 24 previous episodes yes, and, and <laughs> things that grandpa does yes, and, and things that he's already shown in the previous like scene in the basement of like yeah. what he thinks he has available there and yeah. then we're basically just doing a child's magic act in the basement. yes 100%. <laughs> it's like you I almost expected grandpa to have one of those magical ones that you push the bottom and the and the fake flowers come out the top it was bizarre there's like a curtain hanging on a, on a like a rope between two trees you know grandpa opens up the curtain there's a chair behind it and googie asked grandpa if she'd step behind the curtain for the alleged magic grandpa's like yep get back there you little shit and he sits down <laughs> grandpa closes the curtain herman doesn't think lily's gonna like this but grandpa wants to teach him a lesson what's that lesson and it's the know. worst lesson in the history of yes. lessons when your elders say they can do something they can do it <laughs> so what does that mean yeah I thought he was going to turn him into like a like a fly or you know some sort of like horrible beast. But nope. No, he's just going to do what he said he was going to do. I said I can do it. You need to believe me. I'm going to tell you what. That is the worst lesson possible. Sometimes mm. people of all ages say the dumbest shit that they can really not do. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I'm not going to believe you just because you're old. If you say right. some dumb shit, no way. <laughs> if some old man came up and said, I'm going to turn you into a rabbit, I don't think I'd believe that. No. no. Well. Yeah, no, I wouldn't. Yep. So, Seems legit. <laughs> just a terrible lesson. Here's a lesson I'm going to teach that kid. Uh, so Googie's behind the curtain. And then Grandpa, Abba Dabba, Abba Dabbit. Uh, Googie is now a bunny rabbit. And uh, now we're back geez. to this bullshit. Yeah. And I hate I, this. I think Grandpa, I think Al Lewis is just making these up on the spot. Like, because that's just, oh, God, it's bad. So terrible. But also, pointless. like, he doesn't, like, wave a wand. He doesn't wave his hands. He just says a thing, like, doesn't do almost anything. does, like, a little dance or whatever. Yeah. This is a guy who who can turn himself into chopped liver if he needs to. Mm-hmm. Yes. Uh, he's he's turned himself into various animals and stuff. And now he's just, like, spouting off ridiculousness. Yes. I. It's weird. Abba-dabba, abba-dabbit. Grandpa <laughs> opens the curtain, and then there is a chimp singing Googie's oh my chair. god this blew my mind i'm like it's <laughs> oh, a chip episode okay <laughs> yep herman goes that's not a rabbit they have longer ears i enjoyed that line eddie likes the trick he's like that's the best trick yet grandpa grandpa's not pleased not pleased at all grandpa herman says he outdid himself and it's a distinct <laughs> improvement over the old googie that was funny <laughs> mm-hmm. but now he's like turn him back now grandpa's frustrated fine Grandpa needs to con- concentrate, so he sends Eddie. But he's like, Eddie, I need to concentrate. Get out of here. Like, okay. That's weird. Yeah, Closes the again, curtain. Googie left alone without Eddie. It's like, okay. Yes, again. All these reasons to get rid of Eddie so Googie can be alone with Herman and Grandpa. <laughs> so he closes the curtain, and he does this. Alakazamo, Alakazoi. Turn back into a little boy. God. <laughs> Opens up the curtain. No googie. The brat won't unmonkey. This <laughs> is just these rhymes. You're right. This I don't like the rhyme. I just this hate is it. Lame. It's so lazy. If it would be like a little slightly more clever, I might like it. But it's just like him just just making up a word at the end to rhyme. <laughs> like, yes. Uh, yeah. And and again, he's it's there's no like he doesn't he doesn't have that wand that could have. 
flowers pop out of or anything like it's a guy who's who's he's not a, like a you know normal magician type guy he's a he actually does can do stuff mm-hmm. and yet when it comes to this like he should even be able to sense that oh no that's an actual monkey i didn't you turn him think, into that you'd think that if you were like a wizard which is what he is mm-hmm. um he's mm-hmm. a vampire wizard you would think that the magic isn't just a happenstance. Like you say some words and stuff happens. You you think that like he would magically manipulate through space time. Like you can't see it happening. Right. Mm-hmm. But you'd think that there'd be some sort of connection. You're right, Keith. Like he should know that one, <laughs> that Googie's not in that chair. What's well, not Googie. That's mm-hmm. a damn chimp. Yeah. Um, but I guess we as viewers don't know that yet. You know what would have been funny? The chimp had turned into a rabbit, and like then he, the, the the rabbit acted <laughs> yes. like a chimp the whole episode. Oh, that'd be great! So when it happened, <laughs> I immediately knew that it was a ruse. I'm like, okay, this is something's up. But he's still doing these magical incantations, and you would think yeah. they would do something somewhere. <laughs> yeah, right? didn't even that's what the I monkey. was expecting. What if what if the monkey had turned into like a boy? But like he, yeah, you know, that would have been uh, awesome. Uh. So now we did this, didn't turn back into a boy. So there's more grandpa theatrics. He's like dancing and swinging his arms around. And he's going to use the, the XL438, which for some reason, when he said that, sounded like a, a, a Dr. Octagon lyric or something. Mm. I'm going to use the XL438. <laughs> uh, so this is, then he has to describe the XL438. This yes. is the one that took Abraham Lincoln. And before the, before, the uh, the subtitles could finish. I wrote the rest of the line because I knew what it was. This is the one that took Abraham Lincoln out of the log cabin and put him into the White House. I knew what it was going to be. I called it like if that was it, I would have like walked out. If it was if it was this was some sort of weird competition, I would have dropped the mic and left because I knew what they were going to say. You probably would have walked around the TV a few times, you know, kind of you know flaunting your stuff. Yeah. Yes. So then, yep, done, done my little strut walk around the living room. Yes. So hey, then he hey, goes, hey, that's that's me and me only, please. And then Keith walk. Then he says this bibbity bibbity ibbity sassy oh. ex post facto Raymond Massey. Keith, <laughs> we went to high school with a Raymond Massey, didn't we? No, but uh, yes, uh, we did. No, 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 no. His name it, was Ray Massey, wasn't he? No, but uh, I, I, Massey, his name wasn't Ray. Oh. No, um, by the way, he had smoke coming out of his ears the whole yes, time. Yes, he, he did. I wrote that down, but the <laughs> Raven Massey through. thing so threw me off because I could swear we went to high school with Raven Massey. All right, so smoke coming off Grandpa, and then he mm-hmm. falls over. Well, who's Raymond Massey, Keith? Oh, uh, Raymond Massey, uh, he's an actor. Uh, best known for his roles in East of Eden, uh, uh-huh. Arsenic and Old Lace, Abe Lincoln in Illinois. Oh, there oh. you go. In 1940. Oh. Let me ask, like, so this spell supposedly made Lincoln a president, right? Like, <laughs> yes. What is this supposed to do to turn a monkey back into a boy? I don't know. Is that is that like the like equivalent for an ape to to man? Is that leap from man in a cabin to man I, in the White House? <laughs> yes. And also, is know. he is he claiming that he's solely responsible for Lincoln becoming president? <laughs> yep. <laughs> I think he sounds is. like yeah. It. yeah. Uh, yeah Raymond, but... Raymond Massey played uh, played Abe Lincoln himself. In the uh, in, I don't know what year is this? Nineteen forty. And this was this was uh, Raymond Massey. So this was the spell he used to turn Lincoln 
into a president, and he I'm assuming he used the same spell, but is this mm-hmm. like foreshadowing Raymond Massey? Like he was saying this and was like, Who are you talking about? He's like, You'll <laughs> yes. know. Yes. About- <laughs> in, in 1859, yes. uh, Raymond Massey, yeah. like, that's a peculiar name. Huh. <laughs> mm. well, I bet these two guys later go to high school with him. <laughs> yeah. Yes, so grandpa covered in smoke falls to the ground. And then he's so excited. I did it. So he knows he he did something. If he's magical, he knows that he did something. Yes. But what and where? It could have been anywhere oh in the world, God. apparently. <laughs> this is oh. the 60s. What it, oh, 60 well, What year did this come out? Maybe the next president. He just like made that person. Yeah. Uh, Nixon, right? Well. <laughs> no. Yeah, it went, oh, man. No, because just... it went... Uh, Kennedy, then he was assassinated. Then, then what? Uh, 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 oh, Truman. Lyndon B. Johnson. Oh, Johnson, you're right. Yeah. And then, yeah. So it wasn't quite Nixon yet, but maybe he did that in the future. Yeah. Who knows? Uh, where are we at? XL four thirty eight. Check out my XL four thirty eight. Yeah, that's what it made me think of, Doctor Octagon. Um, and then Grandpa's. I did it. He knows he did something. <laughs> he ta- it. He's like, it takes a lot on me, but I know it worked. He's so confident. <laughs> He opens up the curtain, still the chimp. What is the point of the curtain, though? Right? Uh, does the curtain help his magic? No, or, does the, th- or is the curtain like a lead curtain that blocks his oh, magic? Oh, that could be. Yeah, so it's like Superman's vision. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Magic I, can't penetrate. Yeah, that. that's it. Again, he has things down in the basement that he could just serve yes. up to handle yes. all this. But yeah, I don't like. I, he's he's trying to put on a show. Yes, and and he's really trying to make uh, maybe some extra bigger theatrics because he's he just really wants to show Googie up. You know what? Yeah, maybe. You know we're here and was we're going through it because everything is so not monsters up at this point. And the story was by uh, what's his name? Uh, oh, uh, Rizzo, his name was no. Leo Rifkin. Rifkin. R- Rif- so Rifkin. Rifkin came up with a story. Abbott and Costello wrote it, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what if Rifkin, because he's written for other shows, this was something he pitched for another show, not the Monsters. Mm. Uh, maybe the other one because he's a brought traitor. it over. They're like, can you guys use this for the Monsters? And then they're, they're like, yeah, we'll see what we can do. <clears throat> and there was going to be a whole thing where like another dad uh, is sleepover with a friend, and you know whatever, and then the. Right. F- you know, because it has it. All of it is so just not monstery. Anyway, yeah, it, it'd be funnier if it was like a guy who was pretending he could do magic and like it was, you know, fake. And then he swapped the person out. It's like, yeah. oh, my God, I actually turned him into a monkey. I don't know yes. how I did that. And then he had to like try to figure out how to swing him back. Like, yeah. Yep. I think you're onto something yeah. there. That seems very possible. <laughs> but now Herman, he's, well, we still got a monkey. Herman says there's one thing he has to do and he has to do it right now. Go downtown and to the market and get a shit ton of bananas. <laughs> All right. That, uh, that was the equivalent uh, to me of when um, uh, when when the doctor tells him to get a, a bunch of extra brown paper bags. Yes. For Eddie. Uh, yeah. yeah. Same joke. <laughs> yep. Pretty much. So now we get a cut to uh, Googie comes out of the woods slash weeds <laughs> next to a cage that says Chimpo from Andy's pet store. Chimpo, <laughs> come on. There's, that's the name of the chimp. Chimpo? You yes. came up with Googie, but yes. then the chimp is named Chimpo. <laughs> yep. 
Like honestly, they should swap that. His friend's name should be Chimpo, and the monkey's name should be Googie. That'd be better, yeah. I think. Or the name of the episode should be "Come Back, Little Chimpo." <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> yep, come back, little Chimpo. Well, th- Eddie doesn't come yet, but Googie says what we're all know. He thinks he changed me into a monkey. This is great, or whatever. <laughs> mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. Herman, Eddie, Grandpa, and the chimp are in the basement. Grandpa. Once again, chases Eddie off. Get the fuck out of here, Eddie. <laughs> I need yeah, to I concentrate. Be this, I want to be alone with this boy again. Yeah, boy's an ape now. Though. Yep, Eddie bump. <laughs> I never get to see you in the neat stuff. But Eddie gets chased off. Grandpa mm. says, "If we wait, <laughs> it's like I figured it out. If we wait thirty thousand years, evolution might just solve the problem." <laughs> that was funny. <laughs> like, like that chimp is going to evolve into Googie. Into Googie, single handed, just transform. <laughs> yes. <sighs> oh. But Googie's got to be back at school on Monday, Herman says. Uh, And then Herman, with the plan of the day, turned the chimp into a frog, a frog into a prince, and then the prince back into Googie. That makes sense to me, actually. I think that is actually a pretty good plan. I like the fact that frog into prince and the prince can't be Googie, so you have to go prince. You have to go backwards a bit. (laughs) Yep. Devolve. Grandpa has been working on that for me for five years, and all he's got to show for it is a velvet suit and 406 frogs. <laughs> I don't get the velvet suit. It's kind of funny, though. I don't understand it, but I like and that I'm image. Like, wow, there's going to be something with this formula coming up. There's got to be. They got to pay this off. That's oh, two yeah. mentions of it. Third time's chart. Rule of threes, right, Keith? Right. Mm-hmm. Threes. That's comedy. That's the comedy law yeah. right there. So now we cut to Eddie going out the front door, and Googie calls him over. Eddie, come over here. And Googie spills the beans. He says all of the stuff. It, but the thing that blew my mind is the pet shop let him borrow the chimp. Oh, he didn't buy it. He just borrowed it. He borrowed it. The pet shop let me borrow the chimp. Eddie pissed. Man, I think he stole it. I'll be honest with you. And yeah. He's going to do something. Yeah. Yeah. And pet shops just have chimps i don't think that yes that, that must, maybe that was legal back then i don't and know they just loan them out look we yeah. saw all the pets at the pet uh parade One thing was the, yeah that's true yeah but the smartest was a squirrel yes uh yep. eddie's eddie's like i'm gonna go tell him what's going on and googie says if you do that i'll tell everyone that it was your idea <laughs> because eddie's family is gonna believe that right i know eddie's family be like oh eddie wouldn't do that and then the the jig is up. Googie be like, oh, you right. got me. How about how about hey, my my uh, my cousin and my mom already want you to leave because they think you're a shit. Yeah, yeah, they hate you. They told me in front of my face that they all hate you. <laughs> yeah, listen, Googie, they've been complaining about you since <laughs> the moment you walked in. <laughs> yeah, you got nothing to stand on here. I'm the only one keeping you here. Yeah. Yes, <laughs> if it wasn't for me, you'd be on the streets, Googie. That's right. Yeah, Googie says he'll blame Eddie if he goes and and now. They're going to go hide at the movies all day and really drive my other skulls. Oh, and yeah. Eddie goes, all right, I guess I gotta. But you're the meanest kid I ever knew. You're a rat, a rat fink, and oh, a terrible little brat. Yeah, Eddie hates this guy now. Yeah, but that he, he's yeah he's excited about that. Googie's like, hey, I need the recognition. That's what my therapist says. <laughs> That's what he does it for. He, well, he's kind of like the Joker in that way. You know, He just yeah. wants to be noticed in the chaos. He's got to make a scene. It makes sense. Googie is kind of Joker-like. I, I, I just, I can't get over, Eddie's like, I don't want to go spend the day at the movies, but if I gotta, right? if, well, if I don't, you're going to rat me out for doing something I didn't do <laughs> when clearly you did it. And then All my right. fam and my family's not going to believe a word you say anyhow, because they already don't like you. Yeah. Uh, but I'll go along with it anyway. <laughs> yeah. That's, I, I don't understand. It's so weird. Then we get 
a classic right to left wipe. Marilyn on the phone. Okay, fine. I'll tell my Aunt Lily right away. Googie's parents called. They've got relatives in town. They want Googie to come home as soon as possible. They're high-fiving one another. They're like, yes. Marilyn's pumped. Lily's pumped. I think he's in the lab with Herman and Grandpa. So Lily calls down looking for Googie. Is Googie down there? And Lily rehashes what just happened in the last 15 mm-hmm. seconds. We got a phone call and all this stuff. And then they're like, okay. And then Lily says, I want you and Grandpa to take him over there right now because Marilyn and I have to go to the market. Well, just take Googie with you. If you're yeah. already going out. <laughs> you're already leaving. Yeah. Yeah. Like, what's yep. the problem here? And then, well, because Herman's very short. Okay. Okay. Is everything all right? Yeah, just fine. We're having more fun than a barrel of monkeys. <laughs> Grandpa does not like that. He hates that. It's like, why did you say that? Yes. I just went ape. And then Grandpa gets super pissed. Because Herman's making ape jokes now. Mm-hmm. He is like, he doesn't want people to make light of this very serious situation. Yes. His yeah. blunder. It's Grandpa's major blunder here. He, he, he oh, that's assumes. a better title right there. That's what the Grandpa's major called. blunder? Yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. So Herman has an idea. Is Googie's suitcase upstairs? I'm like, oh, I know what this idea is now. He goes, here's what we do. Whisper, whisper. Then we have a squiggly line wipe. It was like three, like the three water squiggles, and they kind of like up and down. Herman has, Herman's at the base of the stairs. I got the car out front. Hurry up, Grandpa. And then here comes Grandpa with the chimp wearing Googie's clothes. (laughs) Oh, I hope this works. How is this going to (laughs) work? How would this ever work? It's amazing. I was like, really? We're going to try this? Like, that's so funny, but yeah. so stupid. Yeah. Yes. Like, Come on. <laughs> they So they dressed up the champion Googie's clothes. They're bringing him down the stairs. And Herman says, what's well, dark outside? And there's a chance his parents won't even notice. It's a goddamn chimp. <laughs> now we get a rotating swiggle, swiggle wipe. Lily and Marilyn are home. They come in. They're looking for him. Herman, Grandpa, where are you? Oh, they must be taking Googie home, <laughs> like we told them to do right yeah. before we went to the market. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but we have 10 extra seconds to fill, so let's recap the episode. Yes. yes. And then we have, well, it's like, what a terrible weekend. At least when he gets back to the Millers, they drop him off. Our troubles will be over. Then we get a flip wipe. <laughs> Herman and Grandpa and the chimp are walking down the sidewalk holding hands. And then we have this clip. <laughs> Okay, Herman. This is the number. Let's go. All right, but let's not get into a big conversation with the Millers. Big conversation? <laughs> All I'm going to do is ring the bell, leave the kid, and we'll fly. You wait here. Thank you, Googie. This takes forever. Why does it take so long? They have to show walking the entire way. Oh, Googie, yes. look what you did to your jacket. Oh, we brought this home, Mr. Miller. He's a great boy. We love having him. Hey, good night. Well, thank you, but won't you come in? Hey, no thanks. We have to run. Yes, we have to run. Good night. Good night. Mr. Miller. Cookie, what are your manners? You didn't even say good night. Takes the chimp inside by the hand, closes the door. I think he noticed the difference. You big dummy, let's head for the car. And then Herman and Grandpa run off. 
Loved Herman, the running scene. Herman's running was one of the funniest things I've ever <laughs> seen in my entire life. I don't know <laughs> what he was doing. It must be all of the prosthetics and weird shoes, but he's like real high knees and running. Mm-hmm. And, oh god! I love that. <laughs> yeah, it, it was very funny watching the two of them like hightail it out of there. Yes, I loved it. Run for the car! It it makes you forget that. Googie's dad took him all the way into the house before yes. he realized that he was not holding his son's hand. He was holding a fuzzy uh, yeah. chip hand. Yes. Not only the hair on the back of the hand, but the fingers and the palm and the thumb would had to be weird to hold. Mm. This isn't my boy's hand. <laughs> this is yeah, right. Yeah. Well, I mean, if you got hands like he had with the the uh, the buzzer thing on it earlier, you never that's know. He just threw them off. <laughs> maybe, maybe that's what they did there for continuity. They had to make sure <laughs> they used the chimp's hand to shake Kerman's hand. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Googie's got very big hands all the time. Yeah. Mister Miller's screaming, "Come back here, someone help!" Then we get a circle wipe from the upper right down to the lower left. Lily yes. on the phone. You'll have to stop screaming, Mister Miller. All I know is my husband went to bring your son home. And then Eddie and Googie walk in, and he's like, "Sorry, we're at the movies." Oh, your son just walked in. I'll bring. No, wait. Okay, hangs up. Lily scolds Eddie for not telling him where they were going, and then she tells Googie everything that we pieced together yep. from the <laughs> phone conversation that uh, that Dad's coming. You better go upstairs to get ready. Okay, ma'am. Thank you, ma'am. And then so Marilyn is confused, and then Lily says. I don't know how he's done it, but he's goofed it again. And she looks almost in the camera when she says that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's like her iconic thing now. I always tell yes. Herman he goofs it. He goofed it. Then we get a right to left vertical wipe. Herman, <laughs> Herman and Grandpa sneak in the back door. Herman's scared. The strange car out front might be the police. Grandpa's like, well, either that or the SPCA. <laughs> So the, so the police or animal rights activists are coming for him. <laughs> Let's get to the dungeon. Grandpa and Herman sneak out. Grandpa or Herman says we can lock ourselves in the dungeon for 20, 30 years until this thing blows over. <laughs> oh, that's pretty funny. Yeah. And then Herman says, well, if it be that long, I need to change the socks. <laughs> <laughs> the most random thing to say. Yes. So then Mr. Miller, Lily and Googie come down the stairs. I can't explain how big of a shock this has been to me, Mr. Miller says. Herman thinks they just came to get a suitcase. Oh, they just came with a suitcase. Grandpa assumes they liked him better than a monkey. <laughs> Makes sense. Yeah. It does. Herman looks around the corner. He's a boy. Hey, he's a boy. Grandpa assumes the Abe Lincoln bit had a delayed fuse and he's pumped. He's like, my magic <laughs> is not faulty. <laughs> Herman and Grandpa are excited because they're in the clear. Then Mr. Miller says, Can you please come outside? I have something for you. And then we cut to outside. Well, he goes, a monkey. Yeah, it's a little present for you. Some wise guy in white tie and tails left it at my house. (laughs) And Lily says, white tie and tails. I think I know who that is. Lily brings the chimp inside, picks it up and holds it. Lily goes, Herman, Grandpa, can I explain this? Like the monkey. (laughs) And then like, oh, no, he's changed back again. That's what they (laughs) said. (laughs) And then Herman and Grandpa faint yeah they can't handle it anymore it's gotten to them one or the other of them and and in this case both of them have done a lot of fainting lately Mm -hmm. grandpa specifically so now that was the cut to commercial we come back the whole family is in the living room 
Eddie's sitting up on the mantle, and Eddie's explaining what all happened. I want to tell you about the monkey, and Googie wouldn't let me. He said it was a funny joke. Herman with the line of the episode, it's not a joke when it says when it's at the expense of your poor old broken down grandfather. <laughs> <laughs> Which grandpa says, thank you. He He's likes that. Herman. But then grandpa, back in the old country, oh, you're getting off light. If I had done something like this, my father would have bit my head off. Which I assume is supposed to be literal? Mm-hmm. Probably literally, yeah. Mm-hmm. Then, of course, Lily, if you go with bad companions, some of it's bound to rub off on you. Which reminds Herman of a famous old quotation. <laughs> Some more sage who wisdom. lies with dog gets up with fleas. Who said that? Hmm. I'm not sure. I think it was the man who trains Lassie. <laughs> and then I'm like, oh, my God, this credits? No, of course not. Nope. No, that would have been That's, a good ending. That would have been the joke to end on. But no, Marilyn agrees. Eddie should be punished. Marilyn, who is usually like the level-headed skeptic of the family, that keeps yeah. everybody on course. It's like, no, that kid needs to be punished. But she <laughs> hates to see that Googie may get away with it. She hates Googie. Yeah, Marilyn she does hate Googie. Like, there, yeah. like, there's something off camera that happened. Is yes. what you get a vibe. Like, like <laughs> yeah. she walked in on Googie, like going through her like uh, underwear oh, drawer or something. Yeah, I <laughs> oh gosh, gross. Yeah, uh, just, she did say he was fresh. So he very fresh. And Marilyn, Marilyn agrees, Eddie needs to be punished, but Googie, Googie's not going to get punished, but Herman's like, no, 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 don't worry. Tomorrow morning, going to the Miller's house, I'm going to explain what his boy's done, and I'm going to tell him he's neglected his duty as a Oof. father, which usually flies over very well with Yeah, that, 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 yeah. that's going to go great, mm-hmm. yeah. And then I'll also give him s- something from my vast experience as a father oh. and human being. Great, yeah. That's all. That's exactly what he needs is some goofball named Herman to come up and start lecturing him about parenting. Yeah. yeah. But Lily calls his bluff. Call him now. Yes. <laughs> I was like, no, 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 no. Well, slow down, slow down. It's got to be face to face so he can get the full impact. Mm-hmm. And then Herman turns, and I'm assuming, okay, he's going to turn and look into a mirror. No, the damn chimp's there. Yeah, the chimp Herman's is still got a there. big. Herman's got a big smile on his face. We did not see the chimp this entire time. It was off no. camera. Herman turns to the chimp with a big smile on his face. The chimp freaks out. The chimp runs away, goes out the front door, opens it, closes it, slams it. The whole family gets up, walks over. That little fella sure is in a hurry to get back to the pet store. Jeez. Credits. Uh, and then it fades out. So I guess the, <laughs> the monkey was horrified at Herman's face. Is that the, the idea? Yeah. Even though he's seen him like a billion times already. Yes. Yeah. 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 Ugh. That's the one that broke the chimp. Yes. Uh, <laughs> what, what did you guys think of season one, episode 25? Oh, shit. What's this thing called? Uh, Don't go over there. Leave, leave, leave it to it's Googie. poison. No. Come back, little Googie. Come back, little Googie. There's a comma in there. So it's not like, come back, little Googie, with an exclamation point. It's, a, it's come back, little Googie. Yes. <laughs> I don't know. Um, Googie does not have to come back as far as I'm concerned. No. Maybe it's a plea to the viewer. Come back. Yes. Here's this episode, Little Googie. I, Just don't quit on us after this one. The title is Little Googie, but yeah, the message to the audience is come back. Please come back next week. Here's mm-hmm. Little Googie. <laughs> we, we apologize. Please come back. <laughs> yes. They knew they were releasing a stinker. You know, like, oh. okay, so the concept behind it of like like pulling this joke on grandpa, I don't mind that idea. Uh-huh. 
But why does Googie have to be, you know, such a shit? Mm. <laughs> and also, then the whole thing where Grandpa's just rattling off gibberish words, it, there's no magic going on from a guy that we know can actually do magic on this show, that we've already seen stuff happen. Yes. And he's just, it makes absolutely no sense. It's so yeah. far o- o- apart from what should be happening. It's terrible. Yeah, it's. Uh, I didn't actually hate it that much, but there is some really dumb stuff in here. I thought it was funny. I like the idea of like some weird prankster showing up and messing with everybody, mm-hmm. especially Grandpa. I was hoping it'd become like a prank war or something with Grandpa and the boy because oh, I that think would that would be entertaining. Be yeah, funny that seemed like see. kind of where they were going for a little bit too. Like, <laughs> yes, yes. I, like that's probably my favorite part of the whole episode is when Grandpa's trying to lure Googie down into a giant mouse trap. That's like almost like some <laughs> sort of. Uh, some sort of like I don't know Tom and Jerry esque thing going mm-hmm. on there. Like that was For pretty sure. good. Um, but yeah, man, I can't stress. I thought I, I get so annoyed when Grandpa just starts going off on these random rhymes that feel like they were just made up in the moment. Like there's really no thought put into them. Then he goes off about Abe Lincoln. I don't really understand mm-hmm. what the joke is with that. Besides, I don't know. maybe Grandpa put him in the White House. <laughs> yep, um, which is kind of an interesting <laughs> yeah. bit of lore. But campaign um, manager. Yeah. The count. You <laughs> might have been. That's good. Spinoff. That's the spinoff material right there. Um, <laughs> house of Cards with Grandpa. What was that TV <laughs> show with like Lincoln's housekeepers? You know, talking oh. about Keith. Mm. Oh, the one that was on the UPN. Yes. Um, oh, we man. talked about it on uh, Pop Up one time. Yeah, um, yeah. Um, it doesn't. The Secret Diaries of somebody. Yeah, something like that. Yeah, yeah. I don't think Grandpa'd want to hang out with Lincoln, anyways. We all know he was a vampire slayer, so yeah, that's true. Hunter. Good call. So, Good call. That could be why he became one. Hmm, yeah. Interesting. But, oh, yeah, um, yeah. I don't know. <laughs> this was... He was he was worried about Grandpa coming back at him after. <laughs> yep. They got him in the presidency, and then it all fell apart, and uh, he took up vampire hunting because of it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, it, it has its moments, but honestly, yeah, it's kind of a lower tier one. I didn't absolutely hate it, but eh, I don't know. The whole, yeah, the magic show was kind of dumb. Um, Derek, do you have any of the IMDb uh, reviews pulled up? Like, that oh, I, I can. This was great. Yeah. So let me, I'll give my thoughts and then we can yeah. do that. What did they think on IMDb? That's a good idea, Keith. We've done it before. Let's do it again. Um, so my thoughts, not good. Not good at all. <laughs> <laughs> I did not like this episode in the least. Um, and one of the reasons was, well, there's several, but the biggest one that really bugged this shit. I mean, we, we've all talked about it is the magic. And yeah. it was, it's like, it was just done willy nilly happenstance. Like grandpa knows magic words. And when he says them, stuff happens. So what I really thought was going to happen was Googie was going to play the trick and put the chimp in there, but then also Googie would get turned into a rabbit. Would be oh, great. Yeah, that'd be good. And then then the hijinks ensue right mm-hmm. but no we didn't get that we got this lame i uh, you know after we sat here and talked about it, i really think i do not think this was uh, a monsters episode it was written for something else and then they shoehorned it into the monsters yeah that makes a lot of sense yeah it was a, it was a lost in space uh could have been <laughs> yeah could have been all right oh there's only two user reviews what we'll start with the lowest one okay uh Oh, no, let's nine, start with the nine, best one. Nine point five is the lowest. This is a ten out of ten. Doogie <laughs> no, okay. isn't from two thousand seven, so this one's been sitting for a while. Nobody was felt shame to pull it down. Googie <laughs> is in big trouble. So when does Googie? When did Go, When does so does when Googie did a chimpanzee magic trick? 
Okay. No. Googie is okay. in big trouble. So does when Googie did a chimpanzee oh. magic trick. Oh my god! Are you I saying, saw is... that episode and it was excellent. Bill Mummy as Googie Miller was silly. Russ Conway as Mister Miller, excellent. The episode happens when Googie Miller tricks the monsters and made fun. I did not oh. like when Googie plays a trick on Grandpa Trick to turn to a rabbit. But it was a chimpanzee, and when Grandpa and Herman Munster give him a chimpanzee because Googie tricked them. No, geez. what's hilarious that Mr. Miller gives the Munsters a real chimpanzee because the Googie <laughs> plays a trick, and then Herman Munster and Grandpa think Googie turns back into a chimpanzee. <sighs> They did not had a chimpanzee. It went back to the pet shop. This episode is excellent, but someone in this episode you will not like Googie. (laughs) Holy cow. He doesn't like Googie, though. I'm going to tell you what. That review sums it up for me. I've changed my mind. 10 out of 10. (laughs) This might be my favorite Monsters episode yet. Yeah. Yeah, that that is. I think my brain was melting as you were reading that. I was like trying <laughs> to keep up with you, and I was like, I was hearing like words like "googie" over and over again. But you I was, you know, I could recognize when you read like something as broken as that, your mm-hmm. brain tries to fill in the spaces mm-hmm. to make it make sense. I was fighting that, making sure I read it word for word. <laughs> All right, so the other review is a six out of ten. Googie gets away with one. This is from two thousand seven. <laughs> Same. Oh my Ooh. god. This one review was written July 26, 2007. The other review, August 14th, mere weeks later. Mm. I don't yeah. think he's the ideal playmate for our sweet little Eddie, says Marilyn, after the family has just met Googie. Who remembers Googie? He was the wise guy <laughs> friend of Eddie who spends a weekend at the... What is this? The biggest joke the kids play is on Grandpa. He was our elderly mad scientist convinced. This is this a review, like uh, like taken from an interview with somebody? That's what it sounds like. What's the biggest happening? joke the kids play is on Grandpa. He was our elderly mad scientist convinced he cannot change Googie back after he supposedly changed him into a monkey. Don't ask. Don't, Overall, okay, this episode should have been funnier than it was. I agree Thank with that. You. Yeah, because it there really don't have many laughs. You go yeah. change, change, change your change your opinion back again right now. Yeah, yeah I'm going down. We're back down now. to six yeah. out of ten. Not only that, the kid got away with it. Exclamation <laughs> point. The only possible form of retribution is at the end when Herman says he plans to go over to talk to Googie's father about this prank face to face. Actually, there still would be no justice as the father will go <laughs> will get the shock of his life, but the boy will still get off scot free. She's right about that. What is she, oh, Judge I'm, I'm Dredd over she, here? <laughs> There's no justice. They are right about that. I should not assume gender to a... You're right. An IMDb reviewer. Nope. Sorry. So there it was. Wow. Those, are Those were the reviews. two IMDb reviews. They both are better than my review <laughs> um, in their own <laughs> unique ways. Yes. 10 out of 10 to both those reviews. That's for sure. <laughs> so, yes. The first one broke me the first review broke me but what broke the babysitter in this episode what broke the 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 unbreakable babysitter from episode one of the monsters i think uh when she she stand there and she sees um grandpa start to walk down the stairs with uh monkey version Googie, mm. 
<laughs> and they just because they had gone upstairs, they were like, "Well, let's you know the plans. Let's go put some of Googie's clothes on the chimp, and we'll take him back." Uh, she notices that he's wearing a suit, and what kid is packing a suit to go to his friend's house <laughs> for the weekend? Yeah, good call. Yeah, good point call. actually. Oh, I think you know the babysitter. She's been noticing a trend in the paper. There's been some crime sprees going around. And people have been snapped in half by some sort of mysterious device, and she's not exactly sure. Like, there's nobody's <laughs> been able to figure out what the cause of this was. And she happens to glance up from the paper, and she sees Grandpa dragging this giant mousetrap mouse to the stairs, yeah. and ominously going, "Googie, come on!" <laughs> and I think something clicks in her brain, and I think she's like, "Oh, yeah, well." Hmm. There's, that, that might just be the culprit. I don't think she can take that, you know, living in the same house as a mass murderer. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think what broke the babysitter, she was over at the Mustard's house, but when Googie showed up, she's like, I got to get out of here. So she's at <laughs> home with her husband, and they're sitting there, they're watching TV, and mm-hmm. like she's telling them, like, oh, yeah. And then at the exact same time, you know, across town, Grandpa's like, flibbity, flibbity, flabbity, whibbit. <laughs> Turn this kid into a rabbit. And we cut back over, and the babysitter's in there talking. And then her husband turns into a rabbit. <laughs> it's like the magic had to go somewhere. Um, she's like, she's like, Henry, what happened? And Henry looks up and then hops out the front door and she's chasing him. That's what broke the babysitter. Well, that was another one. In the season one, episode 25. Come back, little Googie. <laughs> Whew. Uh, it was a banger. Uh, I don't think Googie's coming back, so I, I think we'll be okay. I hope Googie never returns. All right. <laughs> so what you got? Keith, what you got going on till next time? Oh, uh, as far as I know, we should be having season two of That Was Great, Wasn't It? Uh, yes. Uh, is up and out there uh, on Fridays. Uh, Mondays are for Monsters. Fridays, though, uh, right now are for Karate, the Karate Kid. Cartoon <laughs> from 1989. Uh, we're matching up you with the exact... like fists. Fridays are for fists. Fridays oh, are for fisting. <laughs> <laughs> As yeah. in punches from the Karate Kid. I uh, no, I can't. I can't support that one. Uh, <laughs> uh, but we're, we're matching up with the exact release dates that the episodes came out 33 years prior. Um, join wow. me and and whichever poor souls have come along for the ride on this. Uh, as we watch Mr. Miyagi, Daniel, and Taki try to find a shrine. Well, good. I'm glad they're finding shrines. <laughs> finding shrines and doing time. Miyagi and Daniel, son. Mm-hmm. That's the theme song, I think. Pretty much, yeah. That's pretty spot on right there. Yeah. <laughs> they're finding yeah. shrines and doing time. So they're like in prison around the prisons. Yeah, around. well, you know, it's mm-hmm. cut off. You're not supposed to go. Those are like some like sacred artifacts that you're not supposed to really like. It's like a, you know, timeless. You can't just go in there and start messing with stuff. Like, yeah, yeah it's priceless stuff. And yeah, they went in there. I'll, I'll, I'll be honest, Terry, you just told me more about what the shrine possibly is compared to the four episodes I've watched of the show so far, because they'll <laughs> tell you anything about it there's no backstory i was just picturing like at the beginning of batman begins mr miyagi like in the foreign prison the man <laughs> this is hell and i am the devil oh. and then mr miyagi oh. kills them all mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah or i could see yeah, like daniel and mr miyagi down there in the prison yeah like in the third one and he goes <laughs> you were born in the darkness daniel. all right no. <laughs> yep. yeah. you know what i mean yes mm-hmm. <laughs> You were merely adopted the darkness, Daniel, but I was born from it. Oh, Miyagi. All right. What about you, Terry? Oh, I've got another podcast I do. It's called Run the Real. Uh, we might be back by now. I don't really know. Um, I'm still 
I'm a little behind on my editing, but eventually it'll come back. Uh, you can listen to the old episodes, though. We've covered a variety of different uh, categories. We kind of like pick a category and then we, you know, choose movies within that category. Say, like, was it a, maybe directed by Paul Th- Thomas Anderson movies, or maybe it was like summer blockbusters? You know, we do a lot of different stuff. So if you want, check it out. And it's nice. something we do. Do that. Check it out. Check it. Check it out, y'all. Check it. What about you, Derek? What do you got going on? I got nothing but this, Keith. This is it. And then. If you want more of this, check out the mm. Patreon. Oh, boy. So we're recording this so far. Oh, boy. The Patreon. Uh, Patreon.com slash Monster Hunters. Get two bonus hunter episodes a month. And when I say bonus hunters episodes, we're not monster hunting necessarily, but we are in them. <laughs> that <makes sense>? yeah. <laughs> uh, so we've watched the unaired pilot. We've mm. gone into the monster verse of madness we've fought the terrors that have returned from a skooma we've glimpsed and by the time this comes out we've glimpsed into an alternate reality in which maybe we're not monster hunters who knows what else is going to (laughs) go it could be anything i'm i'm I'm, my interest is peaked i'll be honest yeah so support the show support us uh and then once we get going we got more stuff i mean you can't get you can't get enough i was thinking about right. some other things maybe we got some things that will be happening over there things made available that aren't available anywhere else who knows mm-hmm. uh that sounds awesome uh, yeah. yeah but yeah and if you got ideas we'd literally do anything yeah we got such Hell a variety yeah. like yeah, monster hunters stuff. world tour yeah yeah <laughs> monster hunters world tour if we get enough patreon activity we will go on a tour I will I will take several weeks off of work, <laughs> travel the country, watch yeah. and talk about monsters episodes. Yeah, we're, we're going to need quite a few patrons. I'll just throw. Oh <laughs> well, heck yeah, <laughs> to cover that. <laughs> well, I mean, we'd sell tickets, right? I would think um, we'd have yeah. to have enough Patreon patrons to represent a, a small portion of listeners, yes. which would support a live tour. I just don't see it happening anytime soon, but you never know. <laughs> Coming this could be our big February right 2023, here. Monster Hunters Live on ice. Right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, wow. We're going to be ice skating and reviewing nice ice capades. I like that. Yeah. Ice capades. I like, I like that too. Right. Well, I'm going to start practicing now then. So I'll be ready. Well, you should. And I, I'm going to say this. And as we do every episode, we say our patented uh, sign off, which Ooh. is. <laughs> It's like she's falling from an airplane. Yeah, that, <laughs> that is not gun. flying. She's flying with style. Or falling you know, with style. Sally Field was in this film. She is... <laughs> oh, man. Flying nuns are awesome. Nuns are awesome in general. I wonder if this is like some weird Catholic propaganda. <laughs> so... Did she solve crimes, you think? Oh, I'm sure she solved plenty. I mean, and mostly like... like Aerial crimes, like you know, high plane hijackings, but yeah. But here's Alejandro Ray. I'm assuming he was in love with a flying nun. Oh yeah. But couldn't because she's a nun. Right, she's a nun. Oh, she just hit a tree. Oh, she's crossing her arms like and stop, like check it out. I like that. What? <laughs> she can't help but fly. The dogs pull her into the air. She goes through stained glass. That's gotta be painful. I'm confused. The Monster Hunters are Derek Glasscock, Keith Gala, and Terry Vickroy. Keith is the host of the Pop-Up Filmcast, and that was great, wasn't it? 
Both shows can be found wherever you subscribe to podcasts. For more about Keith's shows, you can follow Pop-Up Filmcast on Twitter at Pop-Up Filmcast. And that was great, wasn't it? At How Great Was That? You can also follow Keith on Twitter at KG3030. Terry is one of the hosts of Run the Reel. It's a movie podcast that does deep dives on films with a theme. You can follow Run the Reel on Twitter at Run the Reel. You can also follow Terry on Twitter at Terry underscore Vicroy. If you would like more musings from me, you can follow on Twitter at Derek the number nine and the word nine. Follow Monster Hunters on Twitter at Monster Hunters and subscribe on your podcatcher of choice for more Monster Hunter fun. Monster Hunters is mixed and edited by me, Derek. All original music is composed and mixed by Terry Vicroy, and executive producers are me and Keith Gullin. The Monster Hunters is a Crispy Dodo production.